Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello and welcome to the Sports History Network Showcase, our in-house show featuring SHN podcasters talking sports, talking history, and talking sports history. My name is Oz Davis, host of the Sports History Network's Truly the Goats podcast. And on this episode of the Showcase, we have Frank Redding, who has just joined the Sports History Network with his podcast, Ringside with Redding, Boxing History from Yesterday. Frank, how's it going today? Greetings from the Garden State, everyone. <laughs> All right. And how is the situation in New Jersey these days? How, how insane are people there? Uh, <laughs> I haven't been to any other states other than Pennsylvania, so I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I wonder how how's it out in California in the Golden State out there? Uh, well, the weather is crazy, but, you know, the people are, are pretty mellow. So okay. I, I've always liked that about the Southwest. I'm a Northeastern boy myself, but I've always enjoyed how in the Southwest people are just way more relaxed. It's not like the Northeast at all. When I first came out here, people were telling me, slow down, man, slow down. <laughs> I thought I was just speaking normally. but hey. Okay, Frank, how far back does your fandom with boxing go? And uh, where is it taking you? The early... Uh... I start becoming a big boxing fan in the early 80s. My first podcast I did was the year of 1983 because that's when I really start becoming a super interested mega fan at that time. Then my fandom really accelerated over the next 10 years. Me and a partner of mine trained a couple Golden Glove boxers. So we had some involvement in the amateurs there for a little while. Did you, you run a club? No, we had a, a place out of my friend's uh, back of his room in his bar. And then we used to just take guys out to spar and to the gym. So we never really belonged to one personal gym. We had our own oh. training headquarters. Did you ever box yourself on any level? Oh, I, I, I tried it. I trained and worked out and sparred a couple of times. I realized I didn't have it. So I say, you know what, I'm going to focus my interests on other things in this who are your favorites from that time, 80s and 90s? Oh, man. Well, well, I mean, well, Muhammad Ali goes back before that to the 70s, okay? I mean, he was a, more than just a boxer. He was like a international hero to everyone, okay? Well, you know, Ray Mancini, Marvin Hagler, they were the guys in the early 80s. You know, Julio Cesar Chavez come along in the middle of the late 80s. Oh, yeah, boxing was fully loaded in those days with the 
pay-per-views and the closed circuit TV. The first some um, fight I ever seen on closed circuit TV was uh, let's see, Hagler, um, yeah, Hagler Leonard, April sixth, eighty-seven. Right. Yeah, to more memorial, I seen it. All right, let me ask you this because it's a pretty obvious question, but I think that more and more of our listeners uh, weren't around at the time, but. How big was Mike Tyson for the image of boxing? Oh yeah, he was he was pretty huge. No doubt. I mean, it's the baddest man on the planet, as he used to say. <laughs> you know, see, you know what? He's 29 days younger than I am, actually. Mm. So him and I are around the same age. And he was a force to be reckoned with on the way up. He was barreling people down. <laughs> he was a wrecking machine on a on a mission of destruction he was yeah uh i i remember you talked about pay-per-view i remember the pay-per-view fights that he used to have which would go about 73 seconds and then everybody's wondering where the hell did my 59 dollars go yeah right <laughs> and it was it was awesome because you know he would literally floor these guys with one punch and the loser purse would be in the 10 12 million dollar area I mean, this is when this is when Donald Trump was hosting fights in New Jersey, right in Atlantic City. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Well, the Tyson Spinks fight, uh, June twenty seventh, eighty eight. Right. That was one of the big fights of the decades. Too bad it only lasted ninety one seconds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the question then becomes: It's like, okay, would you take one punch from Mike Tyson for twelve million dollars? Because that's what those guys were doing. It's like, okay, I'll give it a shot. That might be well, worth well, it. You know what, Oz? The guys that were going the distance with him, like, well, Mitch Green, James Tillis, Tony right. Tucker. I mean, they, they were in what you would call, I would say, survival mode. They just wanted to get through the fight standing upright at the end. They didn't <laughs> want to be laying erect on the canvas like most of his opponents. How about it? How about it? All right. Let's talk about your podcast and podcasting in general. Now, you said a little bit earlier that you first got into podcasting in 83. How's that possible? No, not podcasts. I got to be a boxing fan. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, podcasts. Okay. This is brand new to me when I started this in August. I'm a newbie. I'm probably the newest member of this yes. network. Well, one yeah. of the newest. The guy, the wrestling guy's newer than me. But, but so yeah. I, I'm, I'm a rookie at this stuff. Really? Okay, so how'd you get into it? Well, it's interesting. A guy, the wrestling guy, okay, that just started. He's the one that talked me into doing this. And then I uh, turned around and I got him in here. So it worked together. In fact, he's the one that came up with the the name, Ringside with Redding. He's the one that thought that up. I came up with the last four boxing history from yesteryear. Why the Lindbergh thing? And the JFK thing. Well, the Lindbergh thing's right in my backyard. It's about maybe oh, wow. 10 or 15 miles away from me, okay? And, oh. and I got a friend of mine in Illinois. Me and him start becoming friends in the early to mid-90s, and he started telling me stuff about it. And I said, you know what? This is right in my neighborhood. I'm going to start digging into this a little bit. And, and then I got hooked. I've been through the house four times. It's it's a fascinating case. I mean, it, it's 30 years older than the Kennedy assassination, but it's mm-hmm. probably Charles Lindbergh was an international hero, you know. 
at the Sports History Network. We're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row One catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row One Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about quite possibly the greatest website of all time, newspapers.com. If you're listening to this podcast or any of them at the Sports History Network, you're probably into sports history. And you probably also know that for learning about anything prior to, say, 1990 online, the typical search engines like are nearly completely useless. But then there's newspapers.com. Newspapers.com gives you access to over 640 million pages worth of news from North America, Britain, Ireland, and more, dating from 1798 to last week. Do up a search for Super Bowl I, the 36th Berlin Olympics, Wayne Gretzky's first game, whatever. Newspapers.com takes you there with historical flavor that search engines like just don't give you. And now, get a free one-week subscription to Newspapers.com by visiting SportsHistoryNetwork.com slash newspapers. With a paid subscription, you'll also be helping to support the production of this podcast and other Sports History Network shows. That's SportsHistoryNetwork.com slash newspapers. Newspapers.com. Way better for searches than You know what I'm talking about. I would like to announce the podcast show, Ringside with Reading, Boxing History from Yesteryear, brought to you by the Sports History Network. I am your host, Frank Redding, from the Garden State of New Jersey. I am a middle-aged boxing mega fan from the 1980s and 90s. I have no affiliation or allegiance with any boxing organization, federation, or alliance. I have a background in research and public speaking, boxing training, and coaching. I hope you will enjoy the factual information provided on this program. My goal is to educate and inform the listener on the history of the ultimate one-on-one sport, the sweet science. It will air bi-weekly on Saturdays and be available on the Sports History Network. Nice. Okay, so as of this recording, we've done seven episodes. Can you explain to the listeners, please, uh, what is the concept behind Ringside with Reddit? Well, like I say, uh, it's to uh, it's to educate and inform the listeners about the history of the sweet science, the sport of boxing, one-on-one, mano a mano, one of the toughest sports known to mankind. Now. You're obviously, from listening to the podcast, extremely knowledgeable about the history of the sport. Since doing this podcast, has anything that you maybe relearned surprised you? 
you know what? There's always you're never too old to learn something new, right? So so I'm open. You know, I'm open minded. I'll listen and and you know what? You can always learn something. You know, you can ne never know everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Well, we'll get you out of here pretty quickly here. I just wanted to ask you too. Um, can you give us a teaser of an upcoming episode of Ringside with Reddick? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the one uh, the one I just sent away, which isn't up yet, is a boxer versus wrestler fights that have happened over the years. So I, I got so many titles dancing around in my head. You know, I, I'm a um, professional public speaker. I did a lot of stuff on the Lindbergh kidnap and the Kennedy assassination, wow. Watergate. And I was just telling Arnie, you know, I find this easier. You know why? I got a script. I'm not in front of anybody. When I do that, it's all memorized and rehearsed in advance. Mm. So, so that's a little bit more difficult. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are very intimidated by speaking in front of crowds. So this, I find this to be a little easier than that. Um, I got a script I'm reading off of. I was looking at this episode here episode six of your podcast the first five rocky movies yeah why not six would be my first question which was rocky balboa yeah i just wanted to concentrate on the first five okay That's all. um just from a just from a movie fan perspective we do the sports uh, movie podcast here on sports history network as well called game film have you seen the creed movies you know what? I saw the first one, but I didn't see the second one. What'd you think of that? Yeah, I, I liked them. I mean, they, I really, I really, I really enjoyed I see. In fact, I said, you know what? Oz, I seen the first one on Christmas Day of 2015. Right. I think it just came out right before right. that. Maybe yeah. even that day, possibly. Yeah, I saw the second one not too, too long ago, just a couple of months ago. It's worth watching. The boxing stuff looks really good. I don't know how you feel. Well, you know, of course, Ivan Drago is in it. And that's that's the big draw to it. So, but it, it's pretty interesting the way they did his story. Uh, I know that you enjoyed uh, Rocky Four, so you probably you probably like Creed too. Now, Frank, before the show, I asked you about contemporary boxing, but you say you don't follow it so much anymore. Why not? I just lost interest over the years. It's not the way it used to be. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean, it's well, you know, these pay-per-views are ridiculously expensive anymore. You, you know, going back when I was a fan back in the early 90s you know when i was getting these different pay-per-views and they used to have this company called tvko it was called and they were putting on fights for 1999 and they would be on maybe every other week every three weeks and the undercards were as good as the main event and some of mm. them yeah that's one advantage that boxing seems to have over a lot of other sports is that these replays really have a lot of value yeah yeah, it's, it's really good to see the old fighters um, as opposed to, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about uh, closing down ESPN Classic again, you know, <laughs> which, uh, you know, which mostly shows like old basketball games, old baseball games, you get the occasional old football games, but boxing really holds up a lot better than some of these other sports, I think. Um, okay, uh, just one last question. In general, what is your favorite weight class to watch well, i like the lighter weights way better than the heavy weights uh, to me they're they're a lot more well-rounded more skilled they bring a lot more uh, fundamentals and tools to the 
to to the game okay now not, not, not mocking the heavyweights okay but the the lighter weights to me are a lot more action fights i mean but the you know the heavyweight division throughout history people and even boxing fans maybe that are sporting fans will watch a heavyweight fight but the lighter mm-hmm. weights right. don't get a lot of notoriety but i think overall generally speaking i think the lighter weights are a lot more skilled hmm. Interesting thing. All right, let me ask you this. Can you tell me why? Because it seems to me that, you know, when I was a kid, I'm a little bit older than you are, I think. Uh, but when I was a kid, boxing had a lot more cachet than it does nowadays. You know, it doesn't seem to be nearly as popular or oh, no. in- influential on sports as it used to be. What happened? Well, I think, you know what, don't, don't forget that the UFC came along, the mixed yes. martial arts, and November 12th, 1993 was the first UFC, so that kind of stole some of boxing's thunder, and a lot of people look at that and say, gee, these boxers are one-dimensional, I want to learn this other stuff so I can know every aspect of fighting, mm-hmm. okay, but I tell people this, and they think I'm out of my mind saying this, I actually think in long-term I believe that boxing is more dangerous Hmm. and and I'll explain to you why. Okay. Because, because you got a three foot target you're punching at and the UFC and mixed martial arts, you don't have to punch a guy's lights out to win. You could submit a guy, you could arm lock him, leg lock him, choke him out. You don't have to beat a guy in the submission in that because you have a lot of other things you could do. Oh, good point. Well, there you go, Frank. You just proved the, the adage that you quoted. I just learned something. Yeah, the UFC is really taken off, okay? But you remember, you know, with the UFC, I used to be a big fan of that in the early days of it. But see, with that, they had to turn that into a squirt because yeah. they were, in the early days of that, they were sanctioned. They were having the UFCs in places that didn't have a boxing commission because in the early days of that, Atlantic City and New, Jer- New Jersey wouldn't touch that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they right. had the they had the you know start some uh, judges and uh, restarts, and they had to add some rules to it. Otherwise, that would have been a bit. Remember uh, the guy that ran for president years ago, Senator McCain. He was a real strict. Um, he was totally he he was a real big critic of the UFC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what they had to do. They had to turn it into a sport, or otherwise it would have. It would have went underground. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Did Are you into MMA? Do you like it? I In the early days, I used to follow it. But no, I, I kind of faded away from most yeah. of even football. I don't really follow that closely anymore. Mm. You know, the other thing, too, that the MMA really benefits from is that, you know, they have the UFC. Like you said, it's one league. Right. right. You know, it's one league. And that helps because that one league can guess what? Sell the contract to ESPN. Sure. You know, I was I was speaking with a, a boxing podcaster uh, about a year ago from England, and he's like, you know, what's happening in boxing in the states? I'm like, look, ESPN got the UFC contract. <laughs> you know, that's what happened. You know, it's like they they just they're able to to push any other sort of fighting sport right off the map because you know, yeah. they're ESPN. Well, you know, uh, you remember a couple of years ago, Oz, HBO did away with their box and all together. Right. And they were one of the biggest pushers, too, in the teens. Yeah. After yeah. dark. I mean, that was yeah. pretty big. Then that that ended um, a couple right. of years ago or so. So, yeah, boxing is it's not what it used to be. It's really uh, not as popular. But I know a couple of guys 
that are really into it now they're very knowledgeable they know 10 times more than me but you know mm -hmm. when it comes to history i'm up on that you know the yesteryear so to speak all right the name of the podcast is ringside with reading boxing history from yesteryear frank reading thanks for joining us on the showcase today Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on your show. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. This has been Sports History Network Showcase Podcast. I'd like to thank our guest, Frank Redding of the Ringside with Redding Podcast. The theme song for the SHN Showcase is Quartz by Ani Tech and is available through fair use agreement via freemusicarchive.com. Or SHN Showcase will be back soon with another Sports History Network podcast. Until then, this is Oz Davis saying stay safe and stay historical. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I hope that you enjoyed this recent episode presented by the Sports History Network and were able to learn some good old-fashioned sports history knowledge nuggets. I started the Sports History Network back in 2020 with the mission to help podcasters find a community of like-minded sports history nerds as well as helping aspiring podcasters to start their own shows. We have a little bit over 30 shows on the network right now covering all sorts of sports history, but as far as I'm concerned, we're just at the toothpick in the ocean moment, you know that. Can't even figure it out because there's so much more coming. We wanted to create the ultimate headquarters for sports yesteryear, starting with Podcast Network and our website, but we're going to continue to move into other mediums as well. And here's the cool part, because we want you to be part of our team. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, or maybe being a guest on one of our shows, or who knows, maybe even writing an article for us over on the website. Seriously, all you got to do is reach out to us on the contact page over at sportshistorynetwork.com. You can be as technologically savvy as a Neanderthal tapping on a stone trying to figure out this whole hieroglyphics thing back in the day. Again, it doesn't matter, because even if you don't understand the whole podcast space, we have a production team that can pretty much help you out with doing everything. All you got to do, head over to sports. HistoryNetwork.com, head to the contact page, fill it out. That message goes right to me, and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through.